Hey everyone, and welcome to another great show of Purpose Through Pain podcast. I am your host, Joseph James. Today I'm going to share with you the power of the words. Well, you got to listen. However, it is the two most powerful words on earth. And then of course, everything that's followed by it. And this is from me speaking at an event in Arizona recently, and I wanted to share this with you guys. So stay tuned and listen and see how this can help change and formulate your life. He started as a client um, and he very quickly became family. He has been amazing. Um, We had talked about getting another dog. We have a lab who is a little bit older. Um, and we're like, hey, we're, we're ready for that next dog for him to raise. So we started looking and I had mentioned something to Joe because if you don't know anything about Joe, he is a world-renowned dog trainer. That is how he has made his success up until this point. That is what he had done is like dog training for all the pro athletes. Like he's your guy. And he took it upon himself to call me Every single time I went to a breeder, hey, what'd you think? Send me a video of the puppy. Send me a video of the litter. And I'm like, God, I need to be paying you to like help me choose out this dog. And he's like, no, I got it. Soon as I got the dog, sends me a puppy training guide. Just took it upon himself to help me the best he could. Literally, I had my puppy trained, potty trained in two weeks. Please tell me if you can potty train a fucking eight-week puppy in two weeks. I was like, holy hell. I was like, this shit works. And he's like, yeah, you should see what I do with leadership. And I was like, oh, okay. And it's, it's been amazing. You know, we talk about like Jesse's had her journey. We've all had our journeys. Joe has taken principles that he has mastered in one industry with training alpha leaders within dogs and been able to adapt that to build alpha leader in people. And it's amazing to see the synergy and to pick his brain and to hear about the synergy of all the things that he has done. And as amazing as he is, I am honored to call him family. I am honored to call him one of our very best friends. I'm honored to call him Uncle Jojo. Um, My son absolutely loves him. My son bit him in the leg last night. (laughs) Big bite mark on his khakis. I was like, oh, Lord. And I was like, he's like, can I bite him back? I'm like, absolutely, please do. And I loved it right after he's like, but we're good, dude. And I just love it. And I just, I love him. I love that he is family. Um, I'm going to show you a brief video of his story so you guys can understand how phenomenal this man is before he comes up. Um, after the video, please stand on your feet and give this man the respect that he has definitely earned. Hey, Mr. James, this was ever good enough in my dad's eyes. He very abusive, dealt with rejection, feeling abandoned, always seeking approval. And the biggest thing for me, limiting hopes. I grew up hating my father because of the atmosphere in which I was raised in. Nothing was ever good enough in my dad's eyes. It led me to always seeking other people's approval which led on to later issues in life. When my mother passed away, I really wished it was my dad because I hated my dad. Fast forward 14 years, my dad died, my best friend. 
only to be preceded by my wife passing away 22 days later. Guillen shook me to the core. My life felt like everything was just crumbling down on me. The world was spinning fast around me. I had no idea what to do. After going through that painful process of losing my dad and my wife all in the same month, I knew that I had to dig deep within myself. I had to lean on that upbringing and that influence I had as a young child of being groomed to be a leader. And when I began to lean on those circumstances, I was able to pull myself out of what could have been a very dark and long road. But instead, I started to see the light. And I started to see it ball within myself. It wasn't just a light. It was a fire. It was a fire that was ignited deep inside me that was created through those circumstances. I believe that we go through life's hell in the hallway or life's circumstances touch other people. Because I believe deep down inside, cannot touch, cannot feel. I knew that the moment I felt those things in my life, I knew I was not the only one with this story. I knew I was not the only one that was going through these things. I knew the other people out there were going through those same exact circumstances. Maybe it was the way I was brought up. Maybe it was the circumstance of losing my father and my wife. But I knew I wasn't alone. And I knew if I needed help, I knew other people used to help too. I believe that when you go through life's pain, whether it's a divorce, whether it gets the loss of a child, it's even a loss of a job. We've all faced a big pandemic over the last couple of years in this world that will shake and has rocked a lot of us throughout our life. I believe those circumstances right there, that we find out who we truly are. I believe that you are finding out who you truly are. I believe those things that you've gone through can be taken, learned from, be taught to other people. Because again, you cannot touch what you cannot feel. We go through these things in life so we can touch, so we can feel so we can minister, so we can change, so we can influence the lives of other people. I believe your circumstances can be used to change your life. An alpha leader is these three things. Influence, transformation of the mind, and creating a more powerful identity of who you are. As a professional dog trainer, there are times that I have to select a dog for a specific job. This dog cannot just be any dog. He has to be able to have a strong, powerful, identity within himself. What does that mean? It means he has to be able to walk through any type of environment. Has to be sound. He has to be have strong nerves. Has to be a leader within himself. So just like the example of the dog, we cannot be affected by the world around us. Coming an alpha leader allows us to work and focus on you versus you. The dog, the selection of the dog is him versus him. Becoming an alpha leader, when you're in that circumstance in life, when you're in that predicament, you're in that challenge, it's not you versus the world, it's you versus you. It is you becoming that alpha. Again, my name is Joseph James. Be the leader, be the alpha leader with inside yourself. This, 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 Wow. Thank you for that. Uh, thank you, Minky. And guys, just, I want to tell y'all right here, as I'm looking at you, thank you for showing up. Thank you for showing up these last two days. Thank you for investing in yourself. Minky Travis, the whole next gen team, 
these amazing graphics to the graphic and media team. Thank you guys so much for allowing me to be able to share this with you. Thank you for the stages. We love you guys and thank y'all. I'll never forget the day that I was, I, I heard this comment. It was the first time I'd ever heard it. And it was this right here. What are the two most powerful words in the earth? As I'm sitting in a place just like this right here, I hear those people like yourself, everybody writing notes. The two most powerful words in the earth are, and then it gets silent. Everybody's sitting there thinking. Now everybody's pens have stopped. All of a sudden you hear, thank you. Love you. Then the Chick-fil-A guy says, my pleasure. As I begin to sit there and think, I was formulating in my own mind, what were those powerful words? What could it be that was so powerful that as the speaker began to speak and he began to ask those questions, that it had everybody in silence? See, these, these two particular words can either create life or create destruction. It can ignite and fire in you or it can put it out. It can take you from where you're at to where you need to be. See, those two words were hitting at the core of so many people, but yet we didn't even know what it was. It was that powerful. I'm sure some of you are like, what is it? Well, before I tell you, I want to share a story with you. Is that okay? I was so excited this day. My dad drives up in the driveway. I run out. Dad, dad, look. Look what I got on my test. He looks at it and he says, son, it's not good enough. Never forget those words. Those words shook me to the core. It still echoes in my mind today. Because what I was looking for was the approval of my father. What I was looking for was him to just say, great job, son. What I was looking for was just the simple approval or the simple words. So proud of you. But I didn't get that. And those words begin to haunt me. Those words begin to mold and shape who I was. Because how many of you know that our words have power? Our words, again, can speak life, but it can also speak death. But how many times do we actually do that over ourselves, formulated all by the beliefs of other people? We've all been there. You heard in my video, I believe that pain is life's greatest teacher. It's also life's biggest crutch. And those things begin to formulate my mindset. I begin to have low self-esteem, self-doubt, seeking approval, wanting that love, that affirmation, dealing with abandonment issues. I just wanted to hear, good job, son. I just wanted to hear, I love you, son. Man, I'm so proud of you. But yet it formulated my being. It formulated who I was becoming. And I didn't like it. I remember my mom saying, you're going to be just like your dad. Well, my dad was very hateful. He was very physically and verbally abusive. It's not somebody that I wanted to be around, but yet I was allowing other people to form who I was because of their beliefs, not mine. 
I was eight, nine years old. I didn't know what the power of affirmations were. I didn't know what positivity was. There was no Instagram. There was no Facebook at the time. There was none of this to be like, hey, let me just Google something. Okay, how to get through your dad verbally abusing you. There was none of that. And so I had nowhere to go. I thought that's exactly what life was about. I thought that's who I was ultimately going to become was just like my mom was saying, going to be like your dad. And I, re I remember as I began to walk in those same footsteps, being hatred. I hated people. I didn't like to talk to people. I love you guys. And I was walking in those footsteps until one day I says, I don't want to be like my dad. And everything just broke. My mindset, my heart, everything, my attitude just completely gone. And I started to change the way I believe. When I heard this statement, when I heard these two words, I realized that I can either speak life over myself or continue to walk in the death that was spoken over me, the limiting beliefs that were spoken over me, the you can't ever do this. You'll never mount up to this. I remember the day that I told my dad I was going to join the Marine Corps. And he says, son, why don't you join the Navy instead? And I said, dad, why? He said, because you're going to quit. Those words. But when I heard the speaker speak, it was like I was the only one there. It's like I had a personal invitation just with him and I. And when he said these two words, I began to transform my life and take that rejection into acceptance. And that feeling of abandonment and rejection, the feeling of I'm no longer, I am loved. And I began to take the word of no. I hated sales. I didn't like business because I had chances. I would be a multimillionaire, if not probably a billionaire today. I kid you not. All right. Back in 2003, I'll tell you a quick little story. Back in 2003, I was buying into a gym franchise. And, and I got approved. Was going home. My investor called me up and says, not doing this. I didn't know what to do. And no clue. I just left corporate office saying, thumbs up, write us a check. And a friend of mine, I was telling a friend of mine, he says, Joseph, why don't you start a 24-hour access gym? 2002. Okay, think about this. And my first words out of my mouth were, it'll never happen. Insurances will never approve it. But why did I say that? I said it because of my limiting beliefs. I was never willing to take the chance to say, you know what? I'm going to figure this out. 2004, the first Anytime Fitness ever opened up, then became Snap Fitness, then became every gym across America is now a 24-hour access gym. Missed a chance. But I don't, I don't base my story off of that. I base my story off of that once I heard these two words and all the statements that followed it, I began to change my life, turn the no into a powerful yes, turn a unsuccessful business into seven figures in two and a half years in the midst of COVID. Okay. And I believe that these two words and the statements that follow can do the same thing for you guys as it did for me. So, of course, the room is silent. Everybody's chomping at the bits. Everybody's just like, what are these two words? 
And he says, the two most powerful words on earth are, I am. I am has the power to hold you or to set you free, to break you down or to get that breakthrough. See, I am not good enough or I'm more than enough. That A minus might not have been good enough for my dad, but it was good enough for me. And today, I want to help you guys over the next 15, 20 minutes, turn your own belief system around to take just like this young guy right here, losing his father, growing up in a very hatred home, very abusive, physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, to not only my mom, but my siblings, to setting a foundation. I'm 44 years old. And it wasn't until I was in my 40s, beginning of 40s, that I start to have this big transformation of my mind. So number one, it's not too late. Number two, I believe that you're here for a reason, for to not only just strengthen your world, but to transform it. How many of you want to transform your lives in the next 20 minutes? Because I know it can happen. Because once I heard those words, I am, and I begin to formulate the statements behind it, my whole world completely changed. So I want you guys real quick to get out a piece of paper. You can get in your books. And I'm going to, I'm going to tell you to do something that most people never do. And I want you to write down, we're going to keep it very short. I want you to take a minute and I want you to write down at least three, if not more negative thoughts. Notice I said negative. And the reason why I say negative thoughts, you guys can start writing as I'm talking. The reason why I say negative thoughts, because those are the things that we have spoken the most of ourselves that has held us captive. But here's the power of speaking out your negative thoughts. Okay. Here's the power behind this is that when you release it into the atmosphere, it has no more control internally inside of you. You release, you relinquish it. You let it go. So we're going to take another minute. We're just going to write these things down. The the something we've spoken over your or something that you believe that's set options to some it makes jolly think about it. So much power 
You didn't have a down. Playful out in this moment. You can release that negativity. It will never have control over you again. Those limiting beliefs, I wouldn't have done. I want to grow my business to seven figures in two and a half years if it was for limiting beliefs. Never. Never. I would not be up here speaking, even though I used to speak on stages years ago. I would not be up here helping transform lives if it was for my limiting beliefs. So who is willing to be vulnerable, extremely vulnerable right now and stand up and read their negative thoughts? Anybody? Yes, ma'am, Miss Sarah Marie. I'm not enough. I'll never be enough. And I am not worthy. So let me ask you this. Are these things that you told yourself this or people said that over you? Absolutely. So I want you to close your eyes for a second. I just want you to close your eyes and everybody can close their eyes. I believe the first step in healing on anything is we have to do this one particular thing and that's forgive yourself. So I just want you to say out loud, I forgive myself. Say it again. Say it again. Now, how many truly believe it? Yeah, good, good. I want you to open back your eyes again. Now, this is what I call flipping the script. Flipping the script is just nothing more than taking something that you can feel in a negative way and flipping that same exact thing to something positive. And I want to share this little story, how I, I, I begin to formulate this, and then we're going to go on to the next thing. Is after my dad passed away in 2019, it was January. Fast forward 11 months. It was now December the 23rd. My mom had already been passed away for over 14 years. And, there, and it was their anniversary. It was their wedding anniversary. And I remember sitting there in a car at the riverfront in, uh, down, in downtown New Orleans. And I was sad. I'm like, man, this is the day I normally call my dad just out of respect saying, Dad, I'm thinking about you. I know what today is, and I'm thinking about you. But it was the first time that I wasn't able to. And I got to thinking, I'm like, you know what? Why am I sad about this? Because even though it's the first time my dad was no longer there, it was the first time in 14 years he was with my mom. So I flipped the script. And I said, there's no reason for me to be upset, no reason for me to be hurt, no reason for me to be sad because now I can rejoice that their two are together celebrating their anniversary all over again in heaven. That's my beliefs, and I'm sticking to them. Okay, so we're going to flip the script. Now I want you to write down the opposite of that negative using I am. Dude. Mm -hmm. Dude. 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 
I am not an option. So this whole weekend, it was almost like a formula for this song. Because all day today, we've talked about negative thoughts about money and how circumstances in life have created that belief system. We've talked about the four archetypes, the lover, the magician, the warrior, the king and queen. See, some of you, when Travis began to talk about that, you immediately went to his, that's not me. That's not me. That's not me. And then when he began to share the shadows, you're like, yeah, that's more like me. I'm more like the tyrant. I'm more like the pauper. I'm more like the bully. But I want to encourage you guys today that you start saying, you start changing your language to, I am the lover. I am the magician. I am the warrior. I am the queen for you ladies. And I am the king for you men. See, I truly believe alpha is not about domineering. Alpha is about just taking control of who you are. See, when I was going through everything, I began to just travel. After my wife and dad passed away, I began to travel and go everywhere. I kid you not, everywhere. For six straight weeks, I was gone. One weekend after next, one weekend after next, one weekend after next. Trying to find myself. Seminars, workshops, apprenticeship programs, anything and everything, whether it was dog-related or even personal development. I had nowhere I was going. I had nowhere. I just simply knew that I didn't want to be where I was at. And so I began to tell myself over and over, I am going to change. I am going to get out of this mindset. And over the a journey of, and it's, the journey still continues. But over that period of time, I began to find that my answers were not by going to another program. It wasn't reading another book. Sometimes it wasn't even talking to people that I love. It was simply pulling out everything that I already had inside of me. See, right now we sit in this room and every single one of you, I feel, are completely equipped to do and conquer whatever it is that you want to in life. The only thing that's stopping you is we can all sit there and say limiting beliefs. Go back a step. What causes limiting beliefs? It's the fact that when somebody said something to us, we didn't step and say, no, I don't think so. I'm not believing that over me. I refuse to even uh, just, there's the hand. Okay. And so I want to see somebody else that's vulnerable, that's willing to stand up and share both of them. Somebody different than, uh, than Sarah. Go ahead, Zach. I got a microphone for you right here. So that's your negative? Yeah, oh, no, I want you to share them both. Okay. 
So your negative is, is I don't feel accepted. I feel abandoned. I don't feel worthy. I'm not worthy. What else? What's your pause? I am worth. Do you believe? Some days. They stand. No hugs, right? There's a reason why I'm being quiet. Sometimes when we go through things like this, it's just we're so quick to just try to hurry up and say what we want to say. Sometimes healing is just in quietness. You read your positive statements, but I want you to just see. I am more than enough. Say it again. I am more than enough. I am more than enough. Yeah. I am more than enough. Say. I'm more than enough. More than enough. Say more than enough. Say it to you. Say more than enough. You are more than enough. Fact enough doesn't even describe it. You're a warrior. You are that lover. Magician. King. Fucking leader. You're just not an ordinary leader. You're an alpha. Just start reading those over yourself every single day. Multiple times a day.
I want to tell me the negative. I'm stupid. Who said that over you? A great teacher who, perspectively, she's going through a divorce, but she told me because it, I have dyslexia, so I read backwards. And I wasn't reading fast enough, so I was stupid. How'd that make you feel? Just reading out loud. What else? I had to constantly prove myself that I was smart enough. What else? Took me 17 years to get a master's degree because I kept telling myself I was too stupid to get that. You know the power behind that? Took me 13 years longer. No. No, it did. You worked at something for 13 years that most people would have quit after two. Almost in a couple times. That's determination. You can't teach that in schools, whether you have dyslexia or not. You can't teach effort. There's not a coach in this world. There's not a professional coach. Tim Gruber, who works with Michael Jordan and, and uh, Kobe Bryant, could never teach them effort. That right there, young lady's effort. A lot of effort. A lot of effort. Yeah. What's your positive? So it's opposite. I am very smart. And some people don't understand how smart I am. Are you just very smart or are you intelligent? Educated beyond my years. Say it again. And that intimidates people. I'm educated beyond my years. Say it again. I am educated beyond my years. Say it again. I'm educated beyond my years. Do you believe? Yes. You do believe it? So why do you still feel the neck? The trauma is literally bruising to the ego or body like a bruise. Yeah. And sometimes there's still scars. So when we look at them, we're reminded it doesn't mean it still affects, like, is who we are. Did you stop at your master's degree? I'm going on to a PhD so I can change therapy as it is. It doesn't have to take so long. We shouldn't have to be repeat clients. We should be able to change within a couple months. How many here have a PhD in here? How many of you here do not have dyslexia? Out of those people, raise your hands back. Out of those people that do not have dyslexia, how many of you have a PhD? If you don't, put your hand down. You've done something that none of us in this room have done. Proud of you. Good. Good. Some of you may be asking the question, why do I ask them to repeat it multiple times? There's a thing that in dog training, we, I, I teach it's, it's science.
And whether a puppy's come to me for, you know, eight weeks of age or even eight months or even eight years is the repetitions of what they learned how to do things. Okay. And there's a scientific term is called Hermstein's matching law. Okay. So let's just, for example, I, uh, I'm taking a dog to teach to, uh, walk outside. Okay. Let's just say the dog is six months of age. Owner had it from eight weeks. So two months has had it for four months. And every time they've gone to this door, they've opened the door and let the puppy run outside. Use the bathroom, right? Because in Utah or in different places, who wants to walk out there in the freezing cold snow? Okay. We don't get snow in Louisiana. Okay. Unless we make it ourselves. All right. And then it's a bad job. But when they do the repetitions time and time and time again, this puppy learns that it's okay just to walk out the back door. Well, I have to teach a puppy not to walk out the door. So if it's had, let's just say for number's sake, a thousand repetitions of running out the back door, I've got to be able to match that number and then supersede it. So I've got to have a thousand sits at a minimum of teaching that puppy not to run out that door, to reprogram its mind of the belief that it's okay to run out the backyard. Well, if you guys have seen this backyard, it's fenced in. No harm, no foul if the puppy gets out, right? But what happens if it runs out that one? Car. Dogs don't understand things contextually like we do. Contextually, backyard, it's okay. Contextually, front yard is not okay. Dog doesn't understand that. Dog sees door, door. Okay, so Hermstein's matching law is the fact that I've got to match that number. So if you think about it, I know we'll probably never get to the exact number. But if you have believed for 40 years, I believed, and here was one thing, okay? 40 years, I believed that I was never good looking. I just did because I had such low self-esteem. I had bottle Coke glasses. NASA and I kind of shared data between the Hubble scope and, you know, what they had. Okay. I kid you not. All right. Worst thing in the world that ever came out was sports glasses. Eric Dickerson used to wear them. They were about this thick. And I kid you not. They were about, my lenses were about this thick. I always tell people, I says, the only reason why I'm probably married today is because I have contacts. Okay. I would be able to see you coming from a mile away, at least. All right, now I can't see nothing. Okay, but I lived that way for so many years. And after my wife passed away and dealing with rejection, I remember being on the phone with somebody and he said, Joseph, you're handsome. I said, what? Like, you're handsome. And I'm looking, staring, I'm staring at the mirror and I'm like, you know what? You're right. I am handsome. Matter of fact, I'm the sexiest man alive. GQ magazine just hasn't called me, and that's okay. That's their loss, not mine. But what I had to do is start matching the fact of every time I thought, I believed, I said that I was not good enough in something. I was not smart enough. I was not worthy. I was not accepted. I had to start flipping the script and saying, I am. Okay? I love you guys. And is it okay if I share with you guys my three IMs? Is that okay? 
My first one is I am who God says I am. That's my personal belief. I am who God says I am. My second one kind of goes along with, with this right here. I'm an alpha leader. Okay. And I love this so much because it's really allowed me to dig deep within myself and take a new meaning of what leadership is. Because I don't feel that you can lead other people until you do what? Learn how to lead yourself. So I am, number one, who God says I am. I'm created in his likeness and image. Number two, I am an alpha leader. And number three, I am the hero that I will create myself to be. I love you guys. Thank you so much. Let's give it up for Joe. Here's, here's your Batman voice. Here's your Batman oh, oh. voice. Fresh Hall. Yep. Thank you guys so much for coming to my domain. <laughs> this is the new Gotham City. <laughs> Alpha leadership Gotham City. I'll let you be, well, Robin, I guess. I'm fucking Captain America, dude. I'm fucking Captain America. I, I, I see it now. I'll, I'll still let you ride shock. How's that? Won't put Robin in the backseat. There we go. Give it up, guys.